Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? Yes, we have Capri Everett with us today. She is a 16-year-old Guinness World Record-holding singer. She received worldwide recognition in the international media during her journey around the world in 80 anthems, where she sang 80 anthems in 80 countries and their native languages to raise money and awareness for orphaned and abandoned children. And we're excited to have her on the show today. Yes. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So um, I always like to start the show out the same way and you being, especially with, you know, you're a YouTuber and all that. Yes. How has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to kind of maneuver through this craziness we have? You know, that's kind of a funny story because I was actually on absolutely no social media before COVID. So <laughs> COVID started, I was just doing like music, a lot of music. And when COVID started, I realized that a lot of the music industry is in the social media business. And so I started the account. I focused a lot on growing my Instagram. At the time I had about 20K. So like I'd started, but I wasn't really super into it. Like I didn't know how to do it properly. Yeah. And so yeah. I really focused on growing my Instagram, growing my TikTok. And then actually it was about December that I started doing YouTube like full time. So oh, wow. Oh, wow. if it weren't for COVID, I would not have started social media, I don't think. And, and, you know, it's funny you say it. That's like with us, you know, we started this show January of 2020. So a couple yeah. months before yes. COVID and our original plan was a hundred interviews our first year. And it was really an up and coming country artist interview show. Was, That's yeah. the roots because that was where our contacts were. And then when COVID happened, um, I was like, okay, we have an opportunity here. And so we just dove deep into it. Yeah. We and we did, we've done almost 450 interviews now. That's amazing. Congrats, guys. And as you see, we're not just country music now. Now we're pretty Definitely much all music and all, all entertainment. entertainment. So we bring on actors and That's all amazing. that, too. So That's so it's amazing. definitely been crazy. And, you know, a lot of people, sometimes you get, you know, you don't want to have people to take it wrong when you say that it's kind of been a blessing, COVID, because I'm not saying it's not no, right. So yeah. I almost said that a couple times, and I have to be so careful because I'm like, oh my gosh, that can be taken so the wrong way. I can, yeah. And, and and you know, but at the Just same time, making it's, the best of the situation. Yeah, because that's what you got to do. You know, when things happen, you know, we can't change COVID, no, but we can exactly. change our direction. Exactly, and you can like choose what you decide to focus your time on. Obviously, everything shifts. Your way of working shifts. So, you know, it, it offers a different perspective. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people would ask, when you, when did you know you wanted to do music? I'd like to go deeper than that. When did it click? And I guess maybe it was during COVID that it's, but when did it click that this could be a career? I, I honestly do not remember a time when I did not want to be a singer. And that was my yeah. main goal. I started singing when I was five years old. I started wow. playing when I was five. And, you know, ever since then, I can remember like being in the car when I'm seven and like seeing a, like a white horse, you know, how you're supposed to make a wish. I was like, I wish that I can become like a singer and make that my career. So I just as long as I can remember, that has been my absolute main goal. Wow. And I've never, I've never wanted to do anything else. So. And, you know, you got to keep chasing that because, you know, we didn't find that we really love doing what we do here until I mean, I just turned 50 um, and it's like um, I'm like, OK, now I feel like I found my passion. And I, after all these years, <laughs> I, I can't imagine not doing our show. Yeah, exactly. It's like you have to find what suits you and what you want to do. <clears throat> so what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music and your YouTube stuff? 
Well, it's very time consuming, all of that, which I absolutely love. <laughs> I've also been a dancer my whole life. I've been a dancer, and I apologize there's a ambulance going by my window. Love to. <laughs> but um, I've been a dancer for as long as I can remember. I play guitar and piano, I guess. That is a hobby as well. Plus, I'm a senior in high school, so it doesn't really leave much time for anything else. <laughs> That's pretty busy schedule. Time, so, yeah, know. we. I think we recently had uh, a pageant girl on about a few months ago, and mm -hmm. she's going through everything that she does, and I'm sitting there like, okay, I, I feel oh, like yes. I don't have time now after hearing all that. It's like, <laughs> it's like, man. Yeah. So you know, sometimes there's a lot of pressure on younger people when they're all booked up. How do you feel on that side of it? Well, I personally love being booked up. I love when it's like thing after thing after thing after thing. Like, <laughs> I live for that. I wow. absolutely love it. Um, as long as you know, I have like time to spend with my friends and yeah. some time like that. Sometimes I really, I, I really don't enjoy watching TV or sitting on my phone by myself. Like I, I just don't like that. So I love when I have things on the go. So I'm constantly working. And I just really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> and so as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of your big artists, your big actors, your big entertainers, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within entertainment. Now, I always want to talk about that because I think it's one of the most, I guess, sugar-coated, glossed over oh, stuff because people are like, oh, I got the talent. I can make it. And we both know that's not always the case. It, you know, without the work, it's, rare, it's rarely the case. Rarely, very, very rarely the case that talent. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the sacrifices you've had to make, even to get to where you are today. Yeah, well, you know, um, I just recently moved to LA. My entire family moved with me like four months ago. Oh, wow. That was definitely a big sacrifice, like literally moving countries. So that is like insane. I'm so happy that my family was willing to make that sacrifice to wow. help me make my dreams come true. Um, but I mean, we went to 80 countries, as you guys mentioned before, when mm -hmm. I was 11 years old and oh, wow. orphan abandoned children and stayed in orphanages. Like it was not a luxury vacation. We were flying the cheapest airlines and staying in literal orphanages with these oh, wow. kids, which was an incredible life-changing experience, but it, it was not easy in any shape or form. Wow. So and basically, you know, it's like it's like the choosing to either be normal and do all those teenage normal things or mm -hmm. deciding to work every single day. And, you know, that means that you miss out on a lot of stuff. But if it's worth you it, gain it's a lot, too. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> now, you know, you're talking about the 80 countries thing. Tell us a little bit about how that came to be. Did you say did you know that you were going to break that Guinness record or, or was it just something that happened? It was. First of all, um, basically the record, I set the record. So oh, I wasn't okay. breaking anyone else's record. Yeah. So we, <laughs> yeah, we set out on the mission, not thinking about Guinness. We just showed yeah. up in England. It was country 79 out of 80. And my, I think my parents were like, oh, the Guinness World Record Office is here. Like maybe oh, we should wow. just visit. Okay. And so we literally went to the office, no appointment. We had to go to two yeah. separate locations because like they moved, no appointment. We talked ourselves into the office. Through the <laughs> they're like, do you have an appointment? We're like, uh, about that. I like sang my way in, um, literally, quite literally <laughs> sang my way in. And then we ended up getting setting the record. I did an interview a couple days later at that wow. same office, and they put me out on their social media. It was super cool. And the odds are that record will hold for many years because that's really, I mean, 
how did yes, you prepare to do that in all the different languages? You know, it was a lot of practice. I still don't know how fifth grade me was able to memorize 80 different national anthems within the span of about five months. I would spend oh, wow. three, four, three to four hours on practicing anthems every single day. It was crazy. Um, but I don't Truly, I really don't think anyone else will be crazy enough to attempt <laughs> 80 countries in nine months, no going home in between, 80 different national anthems in all the different languages. Like, no one's crazy enough to do that. <laughs> <Wow>. <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about the show you do on YouTube. So my show on YouTube is called Catching Up with Capri. Um, basically, I put out all types of different content right now. I'm I'm trying to focus specifically on music because that's what I want to do. I've released music videos two weeks in a row now. Oh, wow. So I'm trying to do a lot of music, a lot of songwriting content, but I also do like, you know, typical YouTube pranks, stuff like that. So you guys should go <laughs> check them out. Keep up to date with me. Catch up with Capri. Yeah, because I've Love watched it. some of them. And is that your boyfriend? Yes. I thought, awesome. So it's okay. really, how is that? Because, you know, we're married couple doing this oh, show. Yes. So we understand the dynamic of doing yes. a show with your significant other. So how has that been for y'all? Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, we met through social media. Um, we uh, have been filming for a bit. And, yeah, it's going good. You know, we're, even though we've been married almost 19 years, we, yes. we met online. We did meet online, yes. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Back in 2002. It was, yeah. And of course, back in 2002, it was taboo back then. It was. It wasn't the norm <laughs> like it is these and days. And she was in Kentucky and I'm in Georgia. So we're in like, because back then you really couldn't meet local people from the internet like you can now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I just, I started coming to LA. I was part of a content house for a while and he was also mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> so, you know, we talked about the sacrifice side. Let's flip the uh, script and go the other way. Talk about the glory side. You know, tell us a little bit about a few moments where you're like, wow, that got, happened. Or wow, I got to do that. Well, that's kind of funny because literally the most wow, I got to do that moment happened two days ago. Oh, um, wow. I had the opportunity to do this amazing uh, live show with my friend Gavin Magnus. And he's a rapper, singer. Um, we did this amazing concert with a few of my friends and it was this sessions live show. So it was broadcasted and tickets were sold that way because of COVID, but it was an incredible stage. I had the best time. So it's moments like that, that really make all the sacrifices and hard times worth it. Cause that's the part that people don't get is, you know, yeah, there's a lot of sacrifices involved and, but you know, but when you look at uh, whether it's a celebrity, whether it's an artist, whether it's a rising star, um, when you look at their life, the really good moments are not always there a lot because as you go through a lot of negative stuff, a lot of um, a lot yeah. of social media stuff. So as a teen, how do you handle that side of it? Because, again, trolls are horrible. We all know that. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, it isn't even like the trolls on social media. It's like the talk, to the toxicity of just social media as a whole. Like there's a yes. lot of a lot of drama and you just mm -hmm. have to find your best to say i'm problematic and make sure you're connecting with your fans and make sure they know like your real personality and that you're not trying to be someone else online because that is that never works you know yeah because you know like so earlier to be i posted uh, how true is this statement i posted earlier that um that people tell you to be yourself 
until you being yourself is different than what they wanted you to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you just have to be really careful about what you put out. That's definitely something I've learned is your actions have major, like much more major repercussions when you're involved with social media because all your private affairs all of a sudden become public. And then everyone else thinks that they can input their opinion into your personal life because you're choosing to put some of that on the internet or, or you're not, it just ends up on there. So, you know, it's just trying to like get other people's opinions when, when they're, when you're not in that person's shoes, like you, you can't really talk on there. Yeah. And tell them what you, you live doing. their life. And so, yeah, you just have to be careful about what you put out there, what you choose to put out and then deal with the repercussions if you do. Yeah, because Sandy and I talk about that a lot. You know, back when we were young, you know, your age and stuff, you know, there wasn't social media. You know, yeah, I, I'm sitting there like, thank God, you know, I, I, I did some, I mean, I went through 19 years of addictions and been all sober almost four, 14 years now. So I, I, I know that half the crazy stuff I did back in those days would be on the Internet. <laughs> so I'm like, thank God the Internet was not around back then. It's a blessing and a curse. For sure. <laughs> Yeah. So as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist and the influencer, but they don't see the teams behind y'all. Um, and in our opinion, teams never get the love they deserve. So if you want to take a few moments, just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Well, I like to keep my team super small because I feel like that's the best way to really stay true to yourself when you don't have a whole bunch of people trying to put their opinions in. You know, it gets complicated. <laughs> my mom is is my manager. She does everything for me. She's incredible. Oh, yeah. She like has been through so much and made so many sacrifices to help me achieve this goal of mine of becoming a singer. She's always, always there. So first and foremost, it's my mom. Um, I also have an amazing producer um, and he also does a lot for me. He's absolutely incredible at what he does. And, you know, he's just a really great guy. And there's a couple other people that, um, I might be taking on as a manager, but that's pretty like under wraps right now. So, you know, there's a couple more people on my team, but for, for the most part, uh, I would just like to say my mom and so many kids that I know here in LA that do the same thing as me. It's mostly their moms as well, because no one else has the investment in their kid and is going to put the amount of time and care as much. So, you know, I feel like it's safer to have your mom as a manager than have an yeah. external manager yeah. a lot of the time. So tell us a mom story. You know, you probably got a thousand of these, but just something that kind of stands out where she went above and beyond for your career. And you're like, wow, she really gets this is my passion. Every single day, honestly, <laughs> At, like literally every day. I mean, she put her job wow. Um, wow. to a different country. So basically she manages me full time. That's her job. And every day she goes above and beyond so i can't even pick out a certain day because it's just it's a continuous wow. thing every every second now coming from your angle with a momager um if, if there's other parents out there that have kids that they have the talent what advice because you know a lot of times a parent when when all of a sudden their child wants to be an actor actress artist the very first thing is oh no 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 what advice well, would you give that parent well, my mom always understood because she wanted to be a dancer for her whole entire life. And her parents were like, go to law school, go to law school. <laughs> so she and she moved herself to L.A. when she was 21, decided to pursue dancing. So she wow. completely understands mm -hmm. what I've been through. And she's never been the one to judge me like, oh, you don't want to 
take on a normal job. She would never say that. It's mm-hmm. whatever we want to do. My brother wants to be a rocket scientist and work for SpaceX. That's what <laughs> I mean. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. My parents are just super, super supportive and have never, uh, have never made me feel like singing is not um, a goal that I can attain or something that yeah. is practical. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say a parent does have a child they believe in and they do want to help. What advice would you give that parent as they gravel through this craziness? Because, again, a lot of parents, when they start out with being the momager or dadager, they don't know anything within the entertainment. Yeah, industry. my advice, my advice would be don't be a crazy stage mom. <laughs> like just right. Right. Always keep your morals in check. Always keep your kids' morals mm-hmm. in check. And just make sure that you're not acting out rashly. Because another dangerous thing about momagers is, you know, obviously they do care. and you gotta you gotta make sure that you just stay grounded i love that speaking of family and speaking of teams we have a third co-host our little nine-year-old sandy's gonna go get him real quick and you know our two-year-old daughter when she gets older she'll be plugged into the show too and she's already showing signs of bring me back when she's (laughs) we definitely will but you know she's already his name is Christopher and hers is Caitlin. Caitlin and Christopher. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm excited to meet you. And we've already got them both with nothing, nothing big yet, but we've got them both at least set up on Instagram. We're like, okay, we need to start preparing now. Start them young. Start them young. I wish we were younger with little Chris because we just did this like in the last couple of weeks. You know, like That's I wish awesome. we were young, you know, when he was younger, but we start now. So, you know what? You're so ahead of the game already. So, because yeah, a lot of parents are, you know, who have kids are, they, oh, no, we would never do that. But I'm like, you know what? We do an entertainment show. We're exactly. mid, middle of the industry. You know, you, you know, up. might as well see if they can, they have some talent as they grow. Yeah, exactly. It's like putting them in everything possible. Like my parents put me in like gymnastics, like weird sports that like figure skating <laughs> that I ended up uh, track and field that I ended up quitting, but it's because they put me in all these things that I was able to choose what I want. Hey! Hi, Caprizo. What's a fair food? Pardon? What's a fair food? Pardon? Oh, favorite food. Um, yes. I would say that my favorite food is sushi. Mm. Yeah. Mine is uh, pizza. <laughs> Pizza, nice choice. Yeah. He almost forgot what to say there. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to decide. He's like, which one? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could eat pizza all day. Oh, he loves pizza. Yeah. Right. So, what's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show. Well, mm-hmm. hmm. um, I love watching like anything that's a musical. Oh Honestly. wow. Anything with music, like High School Musical, the musical, the series, like pretty solid. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, just anything with music in it. And what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. SpongeBob, yes. Actually, SpongeBob is pretty good too. <laughs> and what's been cool is because he does watch a lot of Disney and Nickelodeon shows. We've been able to bring on a lot of people from his shows onto our show to talk to. So, you know, we, he got to talk to the actress that plays Destiny on Bunk not too long ago. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. And this coming um, Saturday, he's going to not yeah, this Saturday. Yeah, yes, this Saturday. The, the 11th, um, the actor on one of the actors on Side Hustle is coming on. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Well, so, yes. that's guys, That's amazing. 
So he, it's been really cool for him. And I'm like, when I was younger, I was like, <laughs> You're having a fun time. Yes. <laughs> so what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie? <laughs> you know, I really love, um, again, anything musical. But the Ariana Grande, the Ariana Grande movie, I love that. But honestly... <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time watching TV, so that's really <laughs> hard for me to think about these, but I have a lot of favorites. Let me think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having like a mind block, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it happens. There's my answer again. <laughs> What's yours? Mine is Minions movie. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yes. He loves all the Despicable Me's and all that Dominions and the new, new, yes. new ones that are coming out. Oh my gosh, Despicable Me. That's a that, their brand is so strong. I tell you, I mean, we could be walking in the mall and if Caitlin sees a little minion in, in the store, we have to go in there. Oh my gosh. Well, their branding team's working then. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely working. And he loves them. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're fine. He's fine. Thanks. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Yep. Like yeah, but speaking of, sure. yeah, yeah, but speaking of it, right? Yeah, he loves to be on the show and you know, who knows what we're you know, down the road what we'll lead to. And for Caitlin, you know, what she you know, she's two and a half now, so when she's three between three and four, we're probably gonna get her in dance and start from there. Yeah, that's awesome. And he wants to play the drums already, so we're like, Oh god, I guess we're gonna have to get drums next year. Yeah, <laughs> probably gonna have to. <laughs> But we, we, you know, we cost that because uh, we were in Nashville or we visited Nashville three times this year so far. And the very first time we did it, he kind of got the pull, pulled on stage to play some drums. He so, did. Yeah. Uh, so he's been hooked ever it. since. Yeah. Hooked ever since. Oh, that's a cool story. <clears throat> so, um, you know, back in 2015, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini and, um, you know, that one of the questions I asked her was where she would have be in five years. And I always like to ask the same question, you know, tell the story before I ask the same question to guests, because the, the answer she gave us back then is almost to the T of what she is oh, living definitely. right now. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? In five years, I want to have completed a world tour. Um, I, I see myself just, you know, making a career out of music, being able to monetize off of my career and and brand myself in the right way like have a strong branding team and uh i would love to just spend all my time doing music and performing because that's what i love to do are you talking about branding next year we're planning on bringing on our first pr team next year for our show so hopefully oh, cool. we can get to that point where we can oh, do yes. that you know <laughs> yeah that's awesome <clears throat> So um, let's look deeper down the road and let's say 15 down years down the road, you're a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you, you've made it. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? I would want to remind her just to always stay, you know, I'm from Canada. So we, I feel like Canadians have a reputation of being like really nice. And I, I tell that future Capri, like, I hope you kept your Canadian morals because, and I hope you stayed that like nice Canadian girl and stayed grounded. I mean, hopefully where I want to be, I want to be like Ariana Grande. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'm there and hopefully I'm 
the person everyone always says like when you meet your celebrities it's just they're not always what you hope yeah. So yeah. when people meet me i'm everything that they hoped i would be now granted you're always going to have your naysayers so you know there's always going to be people that will say oh she's not you know like i remember somebody we were i was in a conversation with somebody and they said that they tried to talk i think it was oprah and they said, well, she turned her head on me or something. I'm like, do you even know what was going through her head at that time? No. It's like, how do yeah. you know that she ignored you and that she's got thousands of people around her? Oh, yeah. But so she ignores you. And-, and so sometimes people and, and I, that's another thing that with entertainment, you know, they place the celebrities on a pedestal and then they forget that they are human. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you always have to just remember everyone's perspective on it. That's right. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, what are some sources of inspiration for you? I love watching live performances. It's I'll, I'll be like on the treadmill, like just watching Ariana Grande perform live, watching oh, Kim right. perform live, um, Justin Bieber. Uh, so I love watching that. That's like my biggest source of inspiration because that's what I want to do the most. <laughs> but yeah, I just I, I take inspiration from the people I look up to, musicians. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, you know, who, you know, you, you have all these pop stars that you, mm-hmm. you know, you want to emulate. If you could co-write with any of them, who would it be? I would love to co-write with Charlie Puth. Because oh, that's a good one. he is an incredible musician. Yeah. Absolutely incredible at what he does. The amount of songs he writes that no one even knows he wrote is insane. Um, I think he's like the best of the best when it comes to songwriting. And what's crazy is, you know, we love Gabby Barrett and we love country music, but I, yeah. I for some reason, we really love his and her performance. Oh, their collab. This is really I good. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a really good song. Yeah. What would you like for your legacy to be? What would you most want to be known and remembered for? That is a deep question. I would love to be known and remember, like remembered as just genuinely being a kind person. Like I feel like that's the most important trait you can have. That and like delivering on your promises. I believe yeah. that like kindness and then delivering when you promise something are like the two most important things. And I hope that I always do that to everyone and that I'm known for it. Awesome. And if you could relay any message to your fans and followers, what would you want to say to them? I would say that just follow what you want to do. Don't let anyone else tell you what you want to do. And, you know, just just stay true to who you are always, no matter what happens. Because that's the best way to stay out of drama, stay out of trouble, just being yourself. Yes. So what's a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, I love Stay by Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. I um, wish I wrote that song. Yeah. Funny enough, Charlie Puth did write that song. <laughs> so, um, that is a solid song. Yes, it is. Yes, it's awesome. we love that. <clears throat> so let's say you had a friend of yours and they feel called to music, acting, whatever. Um and they're just getting their feet wet right now. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next few years? I would say that just 
be ready to drop everything for what you wow. want to do because there's so many people making so many sacrifices that you always have to just stay on your grind like have those horse blinds on honestly don't get distracted so what's next what's next for me yeah yes i have a whole bunch of songs in the bank that i am super excited to share with you all um I might have a management deal coming up, so I'm excited yeah. for that as well. And I would love to release an EP very soon and continue doing more. Hopefully live performances like don't completely go away because so much stuff has been canceled in the past <laughs> month, the past few weeks due to the Delta mm -hmm. variant. So right. everything opens up. Like, it's like everything was opening back up, yeah, but then it's like... <laughs> and they're like, just kidding. <laughs> right. you know, no, what's crazy yeah. about that is last year when all this was shutting down, Sandy asked me, when did I think we would go back to what normal would be? And and I'll never forget that I, my, my prediction was sometime in probably spring, summer of 2022. And then when all of a sudden things were opening up earlier this year, I'm like, well, I guess I was wrong. And now I'm like, okay, well, yeah. maybe I'm right. <laughs> Probably next Hopefully, year. let's hope that it goes away by then. And and I think we've learned a lot through this whole pandemic. Oh, yeah. Because you know, uh, like you like you said, you know, you built your social media base now through this, and a lot of people are doing the co live concerts online now. I think the future is going to be you're going to do your live shows, you're going to have there, and you're going to allow your streaming people to be a part of that now. And so now there's more revenue for you to come in. That's exactly what it was like. And, and so now there's more, more revenue for the up and coming artists because of that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So as, as we close out here, um, tell everybody how they can find you and all that. And we'll have links to all this oh, too. Oh, we will, yes. Awesome. Well, you guys can find me on any platform at Capri Everett. So it's pretty easy. <laughs> Just go <laughs> to the platform. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show we today, did. and this we look forward to having you back down the road. Yes. Thank you so much, and good luck with everything. It was so great to meet you guys, and thank you for having me today. Our oh, pleasure. Thank you so much you have for a great your day. time. You have too. Good Bye. Bye.